now listening to Crosses on Infinite Cards. Welcome to episode 6 of Crisis on Infinite Comics with your host, Danny Rushing, and me, the man who needs absolutely no introduction, and our special guest. Hi, I'm Brandy. And Brandy is awesome. She is our special guest for the evening. She's going to help me tag team Danny on Batman subjects and other great things. That's right, because that's what all you needed was more help to make me feel <laughs> stupid. You know? Oh, it'll be alright, Danny. Sorry, you have fans. They like you. I do have fans. They just like me more. <laughs> but, um, normally we would uh, cover a few upcoming events that we're looking forward to, but seeing as to how... Uh, we've been out of the saddle for a little while and don't actually have our preview book. Any word of mouth things that you heard coming up that you would like to talk about? Do, 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 the do. openly gay character and the Archie Comics free comic book day book? It's not free comic book day. It's September. It's in September? Yep. Gay Archie character in September? Yeah. Banana. And soccer moms all across America have an aneurysm. Touch my ta-la-la. Ooh, you touch my ta-la-la. Mmm, <laughs> my ding-ding-dong. <laughs> Deep in the night. Wow, we are a minute and 34 seconds in and we're already derailed. No. <laughs> Mr. Ray. Alright, right, so you're excited for the the homosexual character in Archie coming up. Yeah, it's been easy. I'm very excited about it. Really? Yeah, Riverdale's always been a really accepting place. That doesn't really judge anyone. And Except so, for Jughead because of his car. No. I think it just kind of <laughs> makes sense that they have a gay character and they're not going to make a big deal about it. It's mm. just going to be like another person coming to Riverdale High. I think they're missing something in there, though. Black people? I haven't read Archie in a long time. Have they ever had a black kid in Archie? Yeah. Really? Chuck. He's an artist. He wants to be a comic book artist when he grows Really? Up. And he has a black girlfriend. I can't remember her name, but she's there. Okay. <laughs> well, see, I haven't, I haven't read Archie or anything like that in so long. Well, it seems like they got all the bases covered. They got her Maphrodite. I don't think they're there yet. Nah. <laughs> they're just going just just to cover yet. the normal-looking people. <laughs> and uh, they delve into that as times get more all right, all right. accepting. Well, um, yeah, we'll see. Eventually. We've talked about it before, but I'm looking forward to Birds of Prey. Yeah, Birds of Prey. Yes. Gail Simone. Awesomeness. Simone. The hell was that? <laughs> um, well, Return of Bruce Wayne still. Best thing coming up. Brightest day was completely overshadowed immediately. In fact, they even made references to the Return of Bruce Wayne at the very end of Black Night. Of course they did, because they know, <laughs> they know the Return of Bruce Wayne is going to make more money than Brightest Day could ever hope to. True story. It's like the death of Superman. People are going to buy it. People that don't buy comic books are going to buy it. Especially when it comes out in trade. Trade paperbacks rock. They do. 
Even though they don't have that same feel as picking up the issue. It's just a whole different feel. Well, well, you know, it'll be good to read Blackest Night from start to finish without 16 Dante's Inferno ads. This is true. <laughs> Especially considering how bad Dante's Inferno is. Or the game and movie. The little animated movie that's came Awful. out. Awful. Which is depressing. If you're going to read, just go read the Divine Comedy. Yes. Get off your lazy ass. I know it's big, but it's worth it. Look, look, Danny is attacking our audience. That's usually, <laughs> that's usually my job. I'm supposed to say, get off your lazy fat asses. You just offended somebody. They're going to be like, care. you call people fat. They're not going to think anything. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be politically correct. <laughs> You're overweight. <laughs> Fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna hate me. Nah. Tony also has fan base. I do. Everybody. If you're listening to this, you more than likely are listening because I'm here. That's pretty much what everybody does. <laughs> you are what he refers to as his sheep. Exactly. <laughs> you are my sheep. Bah as you follow me into this episode. Somebody writes on our Facebook wall and goes, bye. Exactly. Then you will know. You know, from now on, if you're going to write on our Facebook or send an email, put bye at the beginning of it. That's B with three A's, to be specific. If you, do, if you don't do the B with three A's, then he'll know that the letter is directed towards me. Exactly. So do it, or I'll just let Danny read it and sulk. Sulk? Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen me sulk? Um, <laughs> Do we need to go into that? What have we not? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let me He's count Danny, the ways. Danny, depressed comic book fan reader. <laughs> but we love him. Danny's awesome. And my dog is scratching at the door wanting in. <laughs> and Danny's going to get up to go let in, so clingity-clang chair. So, you haven't been on the show before, Brandy. Why don't you tell people a little about yourself and who your favorite superhero is, favorite books that you're currently reading, and just a little about you. Um, How'd you get into you may listen to. Yeah, podcasts you may listen to, and how you got into comic books. All right, um, I'm Brandy. Um, I'm 20. I've been into comic books since I was four, because my brother read them. <laughs> and I remember the first thing that I read was the um, Marvel DC crossover. Oh, but it was, wow, and you didn't it, immediately stop reading comic books after that? <laughs> well, I was four, so I thought the pictures were cool. And then, uh, but yeah, my brother's a huge Batman fan, so primarily read Batman after that. Um, and I'm really bad at keeping up with, like, monthly issues, so I really just stick to the graphic novels. And, um, uh, I don't know, I own a lot of Batman graphic novels, so those are my favorite. I really what? like. I really like, um... Like Justice League team ups and like Teen Titans, they're my favorite group. And uh, the one that I'm going by weekly is um, Adventure Comics right now because I really love Superboy and I'm glad that he's back. So that's what I'm I'm reading. And you know, don't hate me, but The Flash with Barry Allen. Oh, Oh. I'm just I'm just glad it's a Flash. Well, yeah, but it's a horrible Flash. Well, I wish it had been Molly West too, but. You know, beggars can't be choosers. I wanted that flash ring, so... And it's not bad. And I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> they didn't have one in size big-ass fingers, so I don't have a flash ring. That's right. I told Danny when they came out with all the different colored landing rings, they were made for gorillas. 
What Cody didn't realize when he said that was that the rings all fit my fingers. Yeah, that's what they were made for gargantuan behemoth sized gorillas. And apparently they fit Danny, so I offended him a little. But the flash rings are actually made for normal people. Yeah, because it fits me. You can, <laughs> you, can, you can wear them, and it's not bad. No. They're not these gorilla sized man finger things. Right. They're not made for real men. You could, you could put those things around a small child's wrist. Like a wrestling belt, you know? <laughs> it must be from Texas. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> wow, we're attacking another state now, Danny. What was it we were attacking before? Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> and now, Arkansas and Louisiana. Now we're working on Texas, which I better not because my girlfriend lives in Texas. <laughs> That would not be good. She might not be your girlfriend too. As long as she listens to the podcast, our love will endure. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our special super duperty guest. Who this is actually the second guest on the show. This is the only time we've ever had three hosts on one show. Our other guests came. Which, and, whose idea was that? Whose idea was what? That we should have three hosts. That was Dan. Dan. <laughs> As, it was one of the guys that wrote in. What was his name? <laughs> Dan. We David Garner. Yeah. David Garner wrote in. <laughs> we apologize, David Garner. You do mean something to us. Of course. You're one of my sheep. <laughs> he always put my name first. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. I saw Danny, it. No one has ever put your name first. <laughs> you did. No one has yes, ever did. put your name first. All right. Well, should we cover the, the big email or the little email first? The big email. The little email. Build up to the big email. Well, see, the little email is just as big as far as <laughs> content goes. Yeah, that's true. This one's just a little longer. Yeah. All right, well, um, you know, before we get into that, let's. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to some other podcasts out there that are about to start uh, advertising for us, I guess you'd call it. Um, there's this uh, fever sweeping through the comic book slash video game World. podcasting community of everybody wanting to make it a more cohesive community and start advertising for one another, which is an amazing idea. And Danny and I have been extremely lucky in the way that the other podcasts have reached out to us and supported us and even give us pointers here and there, uh, which I improved upon. And um, <laughs> I'm an ass. A pompous ass. Pompous ass. Eh. Got to be one somewhere. Anyway... Uh, so, we just want to give a shout out to uh, a couple guys out there that are, well, guys and gals. Gals. Guys and gal. Well, no gals. There's more than one. More than one there are. Um, so, first and foremost, um, the guy who's probably helped us out the most and kind of, I think, spawned this idea in- of, of advertising. Our inspiration. Yeah, who we're about to rip a new one here in a minute. Uh, Mr. Michael Bailey from uh, from Crisis to Crisis Superman podcast. Uh, Viewed from the Long Box. Viewed from the Long Box, which is probably, to me, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Two True Freaks. Which I haven't listened to yet. And Spider-Man. I, I, think, he, I think he stopped doing the, the crawl space. No. I'm not sure. I'll check that. I know he cut some of his things down because he wasn't having time to do everything. Uh, but Mr. Michael Bailey, who uh, is very knowledgeable, uh, he knows his stuff. Massive collection. Massive collection. He puts out gobs and gobs of content. Uh, 
really great guy. Uh, as you'll find out, we have some disagreements with him, which we're going to go into. And he has disagreements with us. Oh, yeah, and we're probably going to cause a little war. Hopefully not, because if we cause a war, Michael Bailey is the equivalent of China, and we're like... <laughs> Zimbabwe. <laughs> I would say Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it comes to uh, to the uh, the arms race here. But. We have sticks and ranks. <laughs> that's right. We have <laughs> got nuclear. That's right. You, Curse you, Michael Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> For long there will be one little guy standing in a butt flap with a spear going, Curse you. <laughs> I will seek my revenge. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, and some other people we want to give a shout out to. There's a podcast called Gamers with Kids, uh, who will be giving you more detailed information on coming up soon. But uh, that is the a Phantom. Mar- uh, Lord Phantom and his wife goes by Lady. I feel so unprofessional right now. Hard to pronounce, ladies. Lady, see, I'll know it. It'll come to me in a minute. But uh, they are married, yeah, and they have four kids. Wow. Uh, so yeah, uh, so the the show is all about them kind of balancing family and gaming. nerdy nerdy gaming and all that kind of stuff. And uh, big news coming up with that, uh, Danny and I are actually going to be guest starring on their show because they kind of reached out to us and want us to come uh, because they're about to jumpstart a podcast section, a yeah, podcast section, a comic section on their podcast. Uh, so Danny and I are going to be hopping over on their intertubes to record an episode, and that was probably really loud. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> you know I fidget. Yeah, he does. Uh, who else would you like to give a shout-out? I've listened to a few episodes of the uh, the Barbara Gordon mm-hmm. you know, from Batgirl to Oracle podcast, mm-hmm. and um, I, I really enjoy it. She's very entertaining, and the format is specifically built for someone who maybe not be completely into Barbara Gordon because you get the, the episodes I listen to you get an old an old issue and a new issue mm-hmm. so um, you know what's going on right now or within recent times and you know what happened at the beginning and um I can't remember her name but um <laughs> you can look it up on Facebook or on Google um it's called Barbara Gordon from Batgirl to Oracle it's mm-hmm. a really good podcast. And I enjoy it. Yeah. Or as with all these people, you can look them up on iTunes and subscribe. Which that's what you should do. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. Who else is there? I know there's some other people. Oh, I, I know most of you probably know about these guys, but there is a um, there's a podcast. We haven't had any direct contact with them, but just some podcasts I listen to on a regular basis. The the Major Spoilers podcast is awesome, and they have a. They have their major spoilers podcast, and they also have one called Critical Hit, which is a a D and D session that they're recording. Really, really hilarious guys. Um, who knows? Maybe they'll get involved in all this advertising. I know they have a huge listener base. Uh, but I think that's about it for the the podcast that I'm really, really, really listening to. I stopped listening to, to Batman Universe and all that. I mean, not for any particular reason, just because I don't have the time. Um, From Crisis to Crisis is really good. Yeah, From Crisis to Crisis is kind of what got us started. And that's Michael Bailey and Jeffrey Taylor O'Brien. So. Yeah. Um, But I have become a huge fan of Views from the Long Box. I, it just, the show feels like it, it it's 
personal, I guess. Oh, you listen to any podcast? Um, this one. <laughs> <laughs> All 12 minutes and 18 seconds. You know, I don't have time either. <laughs> Put it in your car. Listen to it on the road. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you already have it. It's on my iPod. It's on mine too. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm here, though, so... Exactly. Now you're on the show, so you have to listen back to it to see how awesome you were. No, I'm not going to do that. Let's skip past this one. I know what happens. If everybody who listens to this episode thinks that Bernie is awesome, send us uh, an email. I will haul tire and bring her back. And and just all all it has to say is, Brandy is awesome. And it's Brandy with an I, not with a Y. So... I'll, I'll be okay if, if you don't do that. <laughs> It'll be fine. Oh, yeah, she'll be fine, but I won't. And I'll find out where all of you go. <laughs> she, she has a, a little mic shot. I'm sure she'll get over it. I mean, especially when we start talking bad about her favorite superhero. Exactly. It's going to be great. No. Uh, well, I Did guess... Did you ever tell them that, who your favorite favorite was? No, I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Why? Let Why didn't you want to? My favorite character is Dick Grayson. And I know that's <laughs> you're gonna start. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything yet. I'll save that for later. Um, I've always been a huge fan of the whole Bat Family, like everyone, and um, I really like Batman and Robin together. And so I really liked the first Robin and his like origin story and and how closely related it was to man panties. Bruce's. And um, then I like how uh, he kind of stepped away from it and became his own with Nightwing. He grew up. And now is Batman. Ultralight. Ultralight, but he's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I know there's probably Dick Grayson fans out there. And we plan on offending every one of no. you. <laughs> I feel your pain. <laughs> she has to deal with it on a regular basis. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> it, burns when, it burns when I pee. No. You need to get that shake <laughs> Um, there, there's a good clinic in Forest right behind um, the tire place. <laughs> All right, well, let's. Uh, there's no good clinic in Scott County. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Now they have an even better location of where we live. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, where Scott y'all County. live? They don't know where I live. Oh, they know where you live. Because back in June. And this is true. Home again. Home again. Jiggy jog. All right. Well, we're gonna go into some listener feedback. Uh, this is from our main man. The, the Australian phenom, the one and the only, the Brad Glenn. And, who, and if you don't know him, add him on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Awesome guy. He will. He, he always has lots of jokes. Uh, just looking through his pictures on Facebook, you will. You will Coloring. Like, <laughs> and loves it. <laughs> <laughs> it it's, it's great. He has some hilarious stuff. Great sense of humor. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to. I'm going to have to go into this. He says, hey, guys, it's your favorite Aussie fan. Or your favorite Aussie. LOL. And that is true. He's the only one that we know that actually <laughs> listens. But, hey, that means we have an international listener base. That's right. Uh, anyway, just finished listening to your episode four podcast, and I liked it. I have to agree with Danny about the blue ring given to Barry. Superman should have gotten it, but they have been keeping him out of the, ma- out of the major Darkest Night book. Blackest Night books in Darius, except for that three issue series. I think they, I think they have him out of it, as it seems. If there's trouble, Superman's always there to fix it. Also, think it's way DC to keep him 
out and into the whole Krypton saga. Well, that's true, but it also the Krypton saga also takes place after Blackest Night, so... Um, I have no opinion about who the great Green Lantern should be. For me, it was Kyle Woo-hoo! who got me <laughs> into Green Lantern world. If you read Green Lantern Corps 46, Black Lantern Alex, the refrigerator girl. Okay, the Black Lantern refrigerator was cool. I haven't read that one yet. <laughs> really? You haven't seen the Black Lantern refrigerator? No, it's in this house. There's literally a Black Lantern refrigerator. That's retarded. <laughs> it's hilarious. That's awesome. Uh, makes an appearance... Dove makes a major appearance in the book. She will become someone to look out for after the books finish. We hope. <laughs> so far, nothing. Um, is that story about Superman uh, supposed to become the greatest Green Lantern of all time? Would have been interesting, but I don't think it's still in continuity, or not, or just a Silver Age story. Well, Danny, you wanna take that one on? Well, they um. The only reason that I know it's not just some silver or bronze age story that that passed on is because during the Burns run of Superman, when they did the the Legends and the Millennium stuff, oh Millennium! Millennium was awesome. Millennium was not awesome. I don't care what anybody says, dude. Millennium was a total terrible failure. They, it was it was like the ending of Blackest Night all the way through. <laughs> so horrible. It's just like this should have ended six books ago. How long was it? issues. Should have ended ten issues ago. It was ten <laughs> issues of Millennium and God knows how many other books came out. Exactly. I think it was ten. I'm in so anyway, continue. But they mentioned it during the Manhunter Man stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is still part of continuity. So, I don't see how they could edit part of a story out of continuity and keep the sure other Sure they part. could. How? I'm sure they've done it before. Well, it, it probably... Should be, but it's not, if it's not, then it's not. But it's a great story if you want to go back and look at all that stuff. Most of it was Bronze Age stuff that where it got started, though. All right. Yes, Wally is faster than Barry. Barry it was shown in Book Six of the Rebirth. Yes, it was. Thank you, Brad. I pointed that out. Uh, where Barry was running after Reverse Flash and couldn't do it without a boost from Wally, who was running faster than him, and he was surprised that Wally was that fast. I do hope they keep Wally. And not do the whole let's return to the Silver Age crap as they've been doing with most of the DC books. I completely agree. Screw the Silver Age. Alright, so Bruce keep Wayne's it, not coming back? Keep it. Yes, Bruce Wayne's coming back. That is completely different than Wally West versus Barry Allen. That would be like saying Mon going to replace Superman forever. That's not happening. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Cody, did you notice in Batman Robin 10 the ad for the Rise and Fall of Green Arrow ad uh, that the Batman in it isn't Dick but drawn as Bruce Batman with his gloves and utility belt? Uh, I think that ad is in here. I didn't particularly pay that much attention to it, but it's in one of these books, isn't it? It was in, um... I think it's in the other Green Iron one. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let me take a look at that really quick. Dante's Inferno. That's right, Danny. Feel dead air. <laughs> With the musical stylings of your face. I could be lying. I don't see it. <laughs> Feel some more dead air. <clears throat> In other news, the weather in Mississippi today has been great. No one has Blue sky. Too hot. No, it's Warm been outside, very good outside. Nice, cool breeze. It's like not gotten above like 75. Uh, it's too hot. It needs to be like 35. No, that's too cold. I'm not cold too right cold. now. It's like okay, well, degrees. I can't find it right now. So we're just going to watch it being the one I did look in. 
But anyway, we're um, uh, I'll take your word for it and look into it, and I'll get back with you on that. Now we have these loud-ass <laughs> books flopping around the microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, and then you remember we uh we had the call out for people uh. that were oh, and Danny found it. Screw you. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Let me see. Look at that chin. He's got that broad chin, not uh, the pointed one. It does look like Bruce Wayne's chin. Uh, well, I mean, the return is right upon us. So before the rise, <laughs> before the end of Rise and Fall, it very well could be that Bruce would be back. He could come back to put Ollie in his place. Uh, but as you remember, Danny, we had that call to people. If they were reading anything Marvel that they think we might find interesting, we would give it a shot. Oh, I'm already reading a couple of Marvel books. Been picking up the Siege book and the Ultimate book, where Red Skull is actually Captain America's son, which is a different spin on him. Wow, nice. Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. Also, the Alex Ross book, Superpowers, which has been a great read. Uh, been picking that up straight from the start. Also, the new Doctor Who books with David Trinnett. I'm a major Doctor Who fan, of course. The um, the Buck Rogers book, which is okay. I, I like Buck Rogers. <laughs> hey, Buck Rogers is cool. It's still not as cool as Doug Dodgers. I'll agree with that. Uh, anyway, guys, this is the very first email I've sent to anything of this sort. I'm more of an instant messenger guy than not a real email guy. Well, yeah, we know. Yeah, we you instant, all, we instant messages a lot, that's, and that's good. We enjoy talking to you. Um, and thanks for the name dropping of me on your podcast. Gives me a secret buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the great work and look forward to hearing more. Brad Glenn. Uh, well, thanks for writing in, buddy. Um, you're probably one of the more vocal fans every time I get on Facebook. You know, pop! <laughs> Brad Glenn. He's like, hey, what up? I'm like, what up? Oh, gee, home slice skillet. He doesn't really talk like that. I'd be kind of creeped out if he did. Uh, you're in Australia. Send me a picture of your pet kangaroo. <laughs> what? They have pet kangaroos. Don't they? And they're all skilled boomerangs. Exactly, and they can all throw boomerangs. <laughs> I, I don't know. And they carry around gigantic knives and wear brown pants. And eat Vegemite all the time. <laughs> and eat Vegemite. <laughs> a Vegemite sandwich. Um, exactly, so Brad Lynn confirmed or not. <laughs> He's going to send us a message. Like, He's going to be like, I'm not listening to you racist bastards anymore. I hate no, you. That wouldn't make us racist. That'd make us nationalists. Yeah, we're nationalists. But we didn't we're, say we're, it was bad, though. We're no, Americans. We're, we're supposed no, to be No, we're just stereotyping. <laughs> He's going to send us a message. He's like, screw you guys. Vegemite's disgusting. <laughs> My kangaroo ran away when I was three. <laughs> Just don't get any started on the boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> if you throw it, it comes back. It's a smart stick. It's a smart stick. <laughs> yeah, you know, smart bombs. It's a smart stick. Well, see, I know, I know, Milo. I wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Boomerangs are cool. Boomerangs are cool. If I try batarangs, better. If I tried to throw a boomerang or a batarang or anything that's supposed to come back, a yo-yo for Christ's sake, I'd throw it. And as it came back, I'd miss it, and it hit me in the face. Well, that's your own error. <laughs> no, it's not error. I think it is. <laughs> yes, it is. It's not working as intended. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, now we have an uh, email from Mr. Michael Bailey. Who <laughs> Danny will be reading this one. All right, there's a, there's a disclaimer at the top of the table <laughs> in parentheses. And, um... 
I'm going to read it to y'all so y'all understand how it goes. And, and I'm sure if you listen to Michael Bailey's podcast, you know that this is just kind of his sense of humor, which is kind of along the lines of my sense of humor. So we're going to have a little fun here, aren't we, yep. Mr. Bailey? <laughs> Some of this email is, take, is to be taken in tongue-in-cheek style. I am by no means upset. I just want to play the righteously indignant comic fan for a moment. Danny, why do you turn into one of those guys from an audiobook when you read? I don't know. I, I do that too. Really? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> That's <Right>. not cool. <laughs> hey guys. Just so you won't fight over which name goes first. Which, by the way, is mine. It was implied that Danny was first. <laughs> no, it was implied that Cody was first. <laughs> so, anyway. Alright. So, I finally was able to sit down and listen to episodes one, two, and four. I guess I didn't get to iTunes in time to. And three did not download, and I don't didn't realize until I started listening to episode four. Three is in queue to listen to those, so never fear. <laughs> you guys are doing a good job this far. There's a nice dynamic between y'all and your personalities are coming through, which is important to separate yourselves from the pack. It is. <laughs> it's kind of nice actually because I have pretty much walked away from the DCU as a whole. So through your show, I get to keep up with things. I may disagree with a lot of what has happened in the DC over the past four or so years, but it's still my comic book home. So even if DC and I are going through a trial separation, <laughs> I'm still curious about what's going on. You both Take are, half in the divorce, Mike. Take half. <laughs> you both are obviously digging what is going on, and that passion is also coming through in the podcast. But. But. Dot, dot, dot. You knew and here it goes. This is when I chime in. <laughs> you knew there was a bug coming, didn't you? And I completely agree with what is about to be said. Well, you know what? You know, all right, here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. We'll take what he says. I'll respond, and you can defend him, since you're such a Kyle Rayner fan. Okay. All right, let's go with it. The Kyle Rayner bashing has to end. I realize you guys are really coming into your own as comic fans in the here and the now. So I understand why y'all feel the way you do about current versions of certain characters. Well, I think that Jeff Johns has a man crush on Hal Jordan. I agree. To the point where always has to be the most ass awesome man that ever wielded a ring. I also know that the current political landscape, Hal is the lead dog in the Green Lantern Corps. Such is the way of things. At some point, the wind is going to shift again and Hal will fall from favor. Such is the nature of comic books. Alright, I want to make a rebuttal of that real quick, even though that wasn't technically one of his points. Now... He's he's dissing us for Kyle Rayner bashing, and then he turns right around with the Hal Jordan bashing, and he says we're coming into 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 comic fans in the here and now. Well, Hal Jordan was before Kyle Rayner. Hal Jordan before we were in the comics. Exactly, <laughs> and that, that's just like uh, with the new Barry Allen thing that's I'm complaining about. I, I mean, me me and Mike are in the same are in the same boat with Wally and Kyle. It's just two different characters. But it's the same thing. They're replacing them. With older characters. And while I agree that Hal Jordan is much better than Kyle Rayner, Wally West should stay around. High five. Alright, continue. Despite of all that, you need to lay off Kyle. Why? Because he's awesome. That's why. True story. No. Disagree. <laughs> Granted, I am biased because I vividly remember the day back in 1994 when, on Senior Skip Day, I went to the comic shop and bought Green Lantern 51 and 52. I was there on the ground floor of Kyle being the main Green Lantern and followed the character all the way through the last issue of his title. So I was there when Ron Mars, which was awesome, the Judd Winnick run, which I liked overall, and the Ben Robb run, 
I like to think of this as my Vietnam as Kyle fan to the point when I can hear car backfire and have Look, every issue, every annual, every special, every miniseries, every secret files and origin. I like the character and his world. So to hear you Well here's what I say, your character sucked and so did his world. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm not even done with him. <laughs> tongue in cheek, Danny, tongue in cheek. Okay. So to hear you disparaging my man Kyle, well I just feel like I need to step up and get his back against your relentless and unwarranted assaults. Apparently, you need 10 reasons for thinking something is cool. So here are my 11 reasons why Kyle is awesome. Which I want to point out, Mr. Mike. Um, you only gave us you, 10. You only, you only sent 10. You, you said you were sending 11, but we only we only got 10, unless I missed one, which I guess if I did, we'll find out in a minute. His constructs are all that, a bag of chips and ranch dressing on the side. <laughs> Danny agrees with you on the ranch dressing part. No, no. I heard you guys, Cody, I think, <laughs> say they weren't effective, but you were wrong. They were awesome and made for some really cool images. Okay, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I've ranted about this before. Danny <laughs> is the one that ranted on Kyle Rayner. I barely said anything. But you said, yep, I agree. All I, did was, useless. all I did was agree. All I did was agree. Danny was the one. I think Mike is doing this. I think Mr. Michael Bailey is doing that on purpose because he's heard us rant about that before. But you know what? I'm going to get to that. Now, I did, and as I recall, if I remember the statement, I did not say that they were not effective. They were overdramatized, overdone, and impractical. Not to say they didn't work, but they were impractical. If they worked, how are they not impractical? He's an artist, so he's not going to simplify everything. Exactly, but he goes way out of the way to draw some broad, beautiful picture that was completely unnecessary, and while it may work in the end, it was not the most direct and applicable solution to the problem. Alright. Not everyone's Batman. (laughs) And I'm not saying you should be Batman, but... There comes a a point when you go to a restaurant to get food or go to the restaurant to get a little piece of orange that's been carved into a duck and the parsley beside it. Exactly. Garnishment is not always what you need. If, if, If drawing a big picture of the Mona Lisa that turns and then the little green willpower balls fall out of it and it destroys something... It's just as effective as one big-ass boxing glove. Just go with the boxing glove. It's going to work just fine. All right, continue. I think I randomly handled that one. Now, no. let me make a statement before I go any further. I believe that Kyle Rayner's constructs are more effective than John Stewart's. Negative. No, positive. Because Negative. John Stewart's never done. Neither's Kyle. Yeah, but <laughs> let's think about something. I would much rather want to use a gun that's finished than a painting that's not finished. So you're saying that John Stewart's are better? No, I got that backwards. Okay, well here's the thing we we <laughs> have seen we have seen John Stewart's constructs like when he made the whole little little Marine SWAT force that was not unfinished. His guns, his helmet, everything he made with that construct, they were finished, and they worked. Kyle would have saved Zanshee. And you're probably right, but guess what? He didn't. He would, coulda, shoulda, woulda, but didn't. He was like, six! His mama was dying! There was nothing he could do! <laughs> Why are we laughing at that? That was the worst sound in the world! <laughs> 
He was six. <laughs> right in my ear. <laughs> I apologize. Next one. <clears throat> Number two. He received the most powerful weapon in the universe and used it to help people. So did everybody else that got one. That's what I was thinking. I mean, that's not really a point. Kyle wasn't chosen by the ring. He was the first guy that Ganthet stumbled upon. Instead of being a complete douchebag and using the ring for his own selfish purposes, he stepped up and became a hero even after the death of his girlfriend. Who attacked him as a Green Lantern refrigerator? Black Lantern refrigerator. That's what I meant. Sorry. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm sorry. And I, I don't I don't completely dislike Kyle, but his origin story is terrible. Just walking out of a concert, smashing pumpkins down an alleyway, and some little blue guy's like, uh Flixie Meringue. <laughs> You'll do. You'll do Flixie Meringue. That I mean that there's nothing heroic about that. At all. At all. Now, after that thing started moving up a little bit, you know, with the whole girlfriend stuffed in a refrigerator. You know, that's the stuff that makes a hero. His gay best friend getting beaten half to death in the alleyway. Yeah, which was a really good story arc. We don't hate Kyle Rayner. We just dislike him. Right. We hate, hate Guy Garner. Yes. All, All right. right, number three. He had an awesome costume. Are we talking about the metal faceplate? Because <laughs> that's awful. I'm talking about the first one. Oh. Not the one he got during the winning era that made him look like he was about to go to 10K bike race. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The black and white costume with that badass Green Lantern symbol. That thing was iconic. At least to me. Okay, the black, yeah. I agree. That was a nice yeah. one. That was awesome. I'll agree with that. So it's one out of three. <laughs> he was in Morrison's JLA. <laughs> Except for his last issue of his run, Grant Morrison's JLA was all about some awesome. Story. That's Grant Morrison. Kyle Rayner was part of that, and Grant gave Kyle his due on numerous occasions. I may, I may not be that much of a Morrison fan, but I loved his Justice League work, and Kyle was a big part of that. Two out of four. I'll give you that one, because that was a good run. And Danny has something to say about that. No. It, it was alright. I wouldn't necessarily call it the best. Well, it wasn't the best, but it was good. I like it. Number six, or no, number five. He re- he understood that he was part of a legacy. Kyle knew about the Green Lanterns that had come before him and had a respect for them. Once they started putting Guy and John and Alan Scott into the book from time to time, you got a sense that there was a long term, a long legacy before him, and it always gave that legacy its due. I'm gonna okay. have to call BS on that. Go ahead. When. Kyle Rayner was a Green Lantern. Guy Gardner was not. He was the warrior. So, Guy wasn't a Green Lantern until well after Kyle had established himself, and that John was a Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. So, even though Guy's a member of the Honor Guard, there's there's about ten years there where he wa- didn't wield a, a green ring. He wasn't a Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. So, that's the only problem that I have with that. Yeah, uh, Guy Gardner is not a legacy. Yeah, Guy Gardner is. If if that's a legacy, then oh boy, I don't even know what to say on that one. Number six. So you're two for five, Michael Bailey. Number six. He was part of the Genesis crossover and survived. Man, Genesis sucked. 
Okay. <laughs> that might not be much of a reason, but I'm keeping it on the list because every character in that series deserves hazard pay. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. That's three out of six. You're shooting 50%, Michael Bailey. You're still failing. He kept up with traditions. Friends of the Flash. Check. Friends of the Green Arrow. Check. Serving the Justice League of America. Check. Seems to me he covered all the bases. But that doesn't mean he did it well. Doesn't mean it was interesting. Doesn't mean it was good. Mm, I will. I will. I will accept that one. Because the Brave and the Bold stuff that came out after Ollie's death and with Kyle and um, Connor was good. And the stuff that he did in um, Identity Crisis with Wally was good. Okay. The team-ups worked. Mostly because of the other characters. No, Kyle, Kyle actually. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Why not? He's just, he's an okay character. All right. I mean, I've never been up here saying Kyle Rayner sucks. He's horrible. But he's okay. But that's as far as it goes. He's all right. He you is mediocre. I like him. You're, Mia, why aren't you helping defend Michael Bailey? Because <laughs> you guys are covering it. <laughs> We're not defending. I started to, and then you guys both, from both sides. <laughs> well, go ahead. I don't argue well. <laughs> We've right. established this. He had the chance at Godhood and said, nah. He said, nah, brah, nah. <laughs> he had all that power and chose instead to recharge the central battery. Central powder, power battery. The power in, battery. Yeah, in Oa and recreate the Green Lantern course. So, really, no Kyle, no new core. If I had the embodiment of a big-ass green fish in my head... <laughs> I'd want to get rid of it, too. Now, yes, he got rid of it with good intentions. Agreed. All right, so that's what? Four out of eight? Four out of eight. Four out of eight. Fifty percent. He was never turned into the specter. Five out of nine. No! No! (laughs) No! That's worth worth five, what, 500 cool points. Five. That's five out of nine. Come on! (laughs) And Michael Bailey goes ahead and says, that alone is worth, what, 500 cool points. No! The Spectre is awesome. Hal Jordan as the Spectre was amazing. Hal Jordan fanboy. No! No. Danny, Danny, did you read those uh, Spectre comics you got from the 70s? Yes, I did. Did you read them? They were horrible. No, he melted a guy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, because that's heroic. Let's melt a guy. The Spectre is not heroic. The Spectre's the guy that's willing to go in and do it. That pedophile right there, bam. His genitalia just like got turned into like diamonds. Okay, well that's a terrible character, so you just gave the guy money. You can just go buy a new <laughs> penis. Pay for some kids. Alright. And ten. Ten. Most importantly, Kyle <laughs> dated Donna Troy and Jade. Wonder Girl and Jade. He had them both. Kinda makes a three way with Huntress and Lady Blackhawk look kinda weak. Yeah. I, actually, you know, if, if I was going to move that around, I would take Jade and Huntress. Jade and Huntress? <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wonder Girl and Huntress. Cassie? Donna Troy. You, you would take Donna Troy instead of Jade? Yeah. Mm. 
<laughs> All right, now, <clears throat> Michael Bailey, you promised us eleven reasons. You only gave you maybe only... maybe it was in the the, no. the thing at no. the top that no. paragraph. He read it and he did numbers. He actually we numbers did up. numbers and we read it. There are ten reasons. Ten, Michael Bailey, you said eleven. You said eleven, and and you managed to get six out of ten. It's more than half. Woo! It ain't passing. It ain't passing. It's not failing. Alright, so, as you see, Kyle, there's ten different kinds of awesome, and the mocking must end or something will be done. Yes, it will. We declare war. No, Cody no, declares war. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I just thought it might be fun to write in. You guys are doing a great job. Keep up the great work, Michael Bailey. P.S. Next time... I write in why Guy Gardner is awesome. I challenge you to do that. Dude, you can't find two reasons why Guy Gardner is awesome. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you can send me one reason Guy Gardner is awesome, I will give you a cookie. I will, I will bake it and mail it to you. We will, we will, we will send you a t-shirt. And we don't even have t-shirts. That's right. We will, we will go to our local store and have like a t-shirt made and send it to you. If you can send me... Alright, for the t-shirt, five reasons. Five valid reasons. You, if you do that, I will get you a t-shirt that says, God Gardner is awesome. God Gardner is awesome. We, with, beat, with quotation marks. I beat Danny marks. and Cody. <laughs> yeah. God Gardner is awesome, and on the back, I beat Danny and Cody. <laughs> there you go. I don't think you can do it. The, the gauntlet has been thrown, Bailey. <laughs> Respond. <laughs> Bring it, Bailey. <laughs> But we appreciate both of y'all writing in. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And uh, this is a war we can probably not win, but we're going to. <laughs> oh, man. Well, oh, that was an antler. <laughs> Let me see that antler. <laughs> I want to play with it. I know you want to play with it. Oh, baby. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. <laughs> bad touch. Bad touch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> are, are, are there any rants anyone would like to go on? Because I have a couple. You have a couple? I do, but I'm going to save mine for last. Oh No. I like following you. Uh, I know. Because everybody hates you more still. <laughs> they'll hate me more today. Anything comic book related you'd like to rant on? Nope. Nothing? Nothing? No. You know, nothing in comic books is pissing you off. It's not only reading. <laughs> Adventure Comics, The Flash, and Tiny Titans. No. <laughs> you can rant about Tiny Titans. There's nothing to rant about Tiny Titans. It's awesome. If I had a small child, I would make them read it. <laughs> You'd be like, you read this or I'll beat you again. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's beating it with a Tiny Titans paddle. Signed by Jeff Johns. <laughs> Spank me with it. Cody would like that. I would, <laughs> actually. This is not the Cody sexual preference show. <laughs> no, you, you you can find that on um www.freakfreakfreak.com. Not really. Don't you ever go to that. I don't know if that's a real website or not, but don't go there. I, I have no idea if it actually exists, but don't don't type in freakfreakfreak.com. Okay, so. I have a rant. It's old, but I'm going to that's address fine, it. That's fine. We rant on everything on this show. Yeah. All-Star Batman and Robin. <gasps> no! You've only read one scene! You can't even defend it! That is the best scene of the book. I can defend the, it. The, if, you, if anyone out there has read 
All-Star Batman and Robin, the one scene that they've read is the um, the Not yellow, really. the yellow the Hal Jordan lemonade scene where Which is awesome. Robin totally owned Hal Jordan. Yeah. Completely owns Hal Jordan. It was Dick Grace too, wasn't it? <laughs> of course it was. So, um, <laughs> but the the thing as a whole, like. Frank Miller. <laughs> <laughs> what can you say about Frank? Miller? I'll never forgive him for that. <laughs> he could he could show up at my door and and write an entire story arc of Batman with Nightwing starring just for me in the way that I want it, and I will never forgive him for All Star Batman and Robin. You mean kind of like I'll never forgive him for the Dark Knight Strikes Again? Yeah, the Dark Knight Strikes Again. See, Frank Miller has this weird thing where it's either when he writes it, it's, it's either, either really, really awesome or really, really bad. Shitty. Yeah, yeah, it, it goes one of two ways. Yeah. And then, then there's stuff like Sin City that's both really awesome and, and really, really shitty, shitty at the same time. Yeah. I'm Judy Batman. I hate you, Frank Miller. I hate you so much. <laughs> 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 the views of the special guests are not necessarily that of this podcast and its procures. It's because they haven't read it. They don't know. I did read the, I read the, I did read the Dark Knight Strikes again. She didn't read All-Star Batman. It can't be worse. Um, no, look. The art in, in the Dark Knight Strikes again is so bad. <laughs> the art is pretty good in All-Star Batman. It is. Jim Lee I was about to say, but that's because Jim Lee was there, but... But but the art in the Dark Knight Strikes again is. Yeah, I understand. I understand. But you just have to. You just. I'm gonna let you borrow it because it's. Okay, I'll read it and okay. I'll probably like it. No. And he has a catchphrase. It's like you have to be so upset <laughs> that you got it. I'm a catchphrase. That's profanity. Batman doesn't need a catchphrase. <laughs> but he has <laughs> one. He's a GD Batman. Not, but Batman doesn't go around saying that. <laughs> he does. He doesn't Frank Miller's world. Because Frank Miller's stupid. Once again. <laughs> <laughs> Frank okay, Miller, I'm, give us money. I'm done. Those are my, those are my discrepancies. Do you get nothing That's else? your only rant? Yeah. I'm pretty... Yeah. We hear a lot of two rants. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty satisfied comic really? like book reader. Really? You're not even mad that Kyle Ray's getting kicked to the curb? Kyle Jordan's back? You're not? See, I'm, I'm not caught up. But you know it's there. I do now. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Danny, what do you have this for us this fine week? My ranting. Hmm. Nothing is just really overly pissing me off. Not about comic books, anyway. There's a lot of stuff <laughs> going on and on and on about. Hey, right you now. can rant about anything. This is the Shoot the Breeze show. Oh, no. No. Please, Danny, go ahead. I hate my job. <laughs> I want to come a little closer to the microphone. I don't know if it's picking you up too well over there. Sorry. I hate my job. It makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> wow. Um. I am underappreciated, overworked, and usually completely and utterly miserable. To the point that if I knew... I'm not going to say that, because then I can get me arrested for conspiracy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. I miss home. You should move back. Like right now, tonight. I can't do that. I am at work. But you hate work. You're underappreciated. Yeah, but I'm like overworked. I can get you a job with me in like a week. I've already, the date has been planned and set. <sighs> what? Hmm? All right. 
There is something about comics that is getting me. The antlers. It rubs the antlers on his head. <laughs> this is very weird. <laughs> I can honestly say, I've never experienced that before. She's never been antler rubbed. Antler. <laughs> In case you guys didn't catch that. Antler? <laughs> yes, I have antlers right here. Antlers. Antlers. You called them antlers. I'm not calling them antlers. <laughs> you totally said antlers. I said antlers. Okay. What are they called? Antlers, but antlers. You said antlers. I did not. Your country. Uh, <laughs> from Mississippi, bite me. I'm from Mississippi too. Delta doesn't count. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Since you know, it's where the industry thrives. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> the cotton industry and the catfish industry. It's kind of what got Mississippi going. We didn't make it too far now, did we? <laughs> well, it's our fault. You guys didn't pick it up and run. You guys. You... Just uh, like a woman. When something fails, it's you guys. Right? Yeah, but when everything's getting passed out, they want equality. Right? <laughs> I want to vote, you know. But my, my comic book rant is different this week. Oh, you mean it's not the same thing? Yeah. Oh. Um, Jeff Jobs. Oh. What kind of crack were you smoking? <laughs> oh, God. He's ranting on Jeff Johns. When he did Blackest Night 8. Really. Everything else has been great. Phenomenal. Goes back to what we were saying. Burnout. He's got too many things going on at once. I know that a lot of stuff happened in Blackest Night. All the supplement books and everything. Um... I would have rather it lasted a little bit longer and explained a little bit more because I know how DC Comics goes. And one minor detail, I can wait 20 years before I find out what happened to that one minor detail. Am I right? Well, that's how it goes. You'd be in the nurse home going, Woohoo! I was right! Yeah. Well, is that, is that your whole rant? No. I thought you were going to flake out on me. No. <laughs> Um, I understand that you're you're a busy, busy guy. You got promoted. You're writing lots of titles. But like I said in the last podcast, think before you act. Quantity is not always better than quality. If one through seven can be amazingly epic, why can't eight? They can't all be gems. No, they can't. That's what you have weird western tales for, but not Blackest Night 8. Yeah. I'm behind you. <laughs> and, and, and Barry Allen. I know I talked we, about We've read it on Barry Allen every episode so far. <clears throat> Barry Allen was great. In 1984. In 1985. And then, at the end of 1985, what was coming happened? Yay! Wally! Pew! The fastest man alive. Stop putting that in front of Barry's name. <laughs> it is an inaccuracy. It is an inaccuracy. You are misleading people to think that Barry Allen is faster than Wally West when he is indeed not. True story. Okay. Yeah. I agree with you. Hal Jordan is awesome. But there's a lot of stuff that y'all could be doing with any of the colored cores without shoving your little ring-wielding finger so far up 
Hal Jordan's ass that you miss out on all the great stuff that's going around, on around. You know what I want? I want a monthly Kilowog series. That'd be awesome. That would be That awesome. would be awesome, but it's not going to happen. I want some more St. Walker stuff. Oh, God, why? St. Walker's awesome. No, he's not. He's any preacher in a pulpit across America. <laughs> he's not cool. <laughs> I wish... I wish that you would release some sort of, I don't know, decoder ring. Let me know what the fuck the Indigos are saying. And now you're dropping f bombs again. <laughs> Frick is what he meant. Frick. Frick. Frack. Yeah, explicit titles going on these two. And you're part of an explicit podcast. Yes. We didn't become explicit until you got here. I haven't said anything <laughs> explicit. And what happened to Christmas Allen? Is he dead? Is he alive? What happened? That's all I want to know. We're going to have some sort of new Spectre House going on? Somebody was killed by injustice? Maybe by a Black Lantern? Oh, yay, the Spectre and a new host. Yeah, no. They need to just let him phase out. Phase out. Phase out. Why? Because he's a Mary Sue of a character. No, he's not. He is a total Mary Sue. He pretty much has unlimited power to do whatever he wants to. Mary Sue. This picture's awesome. Well, apparently people disagree with you. <laughs> Where's that Spectre monthly series if he's so popular? Is <laughs> he... Powerful. <laughs> They've done it before. Perhaps they can do it again. They stopped doing Spectre monthly series when Hal Jordan was a Spectre. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Danny, you just admitted that Spectre Hal Jordan was awful. No. They brought him back to life. Okay. And then that was it. They did, uh, what, a limited series right after Infinite Crisis? Which was bad. That was Christmas Island. All bad. the old Jim Corgan stuff, though, and the Hal Jordan stuff was great. Mm, I disagree. I'm just not a big Spectre fan. You know, the coolest thing for the Spectre ever was the mini, mini movie on Crisis on Two Earths. <laughs> that was great. That was the coolest Spectre thing ever. Ever. And that was because it was only like eight minutes long. <laughs> and and I didn't have to sit down and read it. I'm sorry, the Spectre has terribly boring plot arcs. Maybe then, but what if they redid it? Well, then it'd be a different, it'd be just like a different character, so you're arguing for the modern Spectre, which I'm is arguing, horrible. That's the thing about the Spectre, though. It's not like, you know, Clark Kent or Bruce Wayne. You you're can, right, he's you not can, awesome like them. You can fill somebody <laughs> in to try to hold the void out, but it's not going to work. The Spectre... Every so often, can become a completely different person with a completely different blood art. You know. And bad. Hmm. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I didn't have a good rant on the last two episodes. I've been sitting here thinking about what I was going to rant on, and um, I came to a conclusion. What's that? There's nothing for me to rant on that I haven't already ranted on this week. 
Blackest Night 8 would be my number one point of contention, how terribly awful it was. Um, but other than that, I'm pretty happy right now. Yay! And I get an ovation <laughs> right as I begin to tell them that that was bullshit. So, oh, sad. And I have lots to rant on. Because number one, why is it? Why is it that no matter what happens, no matter what, you have four people that are going to be the ultimate savior in every major crossover, every time, regardless. Four people. If that, let me see. Two people. Superman, Hal Jordan. (laughs) I knew you were going there. Every time. Oh, come on, because, you know, Bruce Wayne shooting Darkseid with the same bullet. That was nowhere near the end of it. Was it? Bruce Wayne. It's a pivotal factor in every other... uh, Until he got drafted in time. Wait, was he? Was he? Yes. Was he? Yes. How pivotal was he in Christ on Infinite Earth? You're going back 20, 30 years ago. It's current continuity. He had a back how, how pivotal was he in uh, Zero Hour? Well, if that's the case, neither was... Well, I can't say how George was. <laughs> but Superman wasn't. All he got was punched out. Still, it was a story about Hal Jordan. That's the thing. It was a story about Hal Jordan. Exactly. The poster child, just like Blackest Night, is what? A story about Hal Jordan. About Hal Jordan. <laughs> now, the reason that bothers me is because Superman and Hal Jordan, they're, they're both all right. I like Superman. Hal Jordan's okay. I like Hal Jordan. <laughs> but here's the thing. On a month-to-month basis, they're not the difference makers. It's only when the, the big crossovers happen that they become up front and center. In your month-to-month series, I dare say that Batman does more than both of them in one month than their plot arcs usually do in a year. Are you talking about Dick Grayson's Batman? No, I'm talking about Bruce Wayne's Batman. Okay. Not to mention that Dick Grayson's Batman has done a lot this year, as much as I don't like Dick Grayson. <laughs> He has done a lot of failing. Admitted failing, though. Admitting failing. Well, which is not a bad thing, because his character will develop and grow. Exactly. Just like dies. Batman Year One. Bruce Wayne wasn't super fly awesome his first year of being a superhero. Not that Dick Grayson is in his first year of being a superhero by any means, but... Still. It, it irritates me, because there's so many more awesome heroes that could just make it more interesting. Like, I thought they were doing it with Sinestro. Sinestro's not necessarily a hero. He's more of an anti-hero. But they had the potential right there for something unique. And what happened? They rip it away, and Hal Jordan leads the charge to to finally defeat Necron. Is that not exactly what happened? Is that not what I feared was going to happen? Did I not say that Blackest Night 8 was crap? You did, but I'm just pointing out facts that support my case. Okay. Another one. Another one? Uh, do you want me to keep going? Mm-hmm. I've already named three major crossovers. How many more do I need to name? 
What happened in Millennium, Danny? <laughs> Nobody remembers what happened. Michael Bailey probably barely remembers what happened in Millennium. He was there. <laughs> he was buying comic books. But what happened in Millennium, Danny? You remember. What happened? Yeah. So that's four, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That's four. Invasion? Yeah. Yeah. Are you just going to start listing all, all of them? I, you told me, you said give more, I'm giving more. Well, examples of how Superman and Green Lantern didn't just step up and just blast everybody out of the water. Identity Crisis. Nobody stepped up and blasted anybody out of the water in Identity Crisis. It was more of a murder mystery yeah. than it was a superhero story. Um, <laughs> that was What ended it, though, was her uh, threatening Lois. Last one. Superman. Oh. Superman was like, no. Exactly. It's like, oh, you're threatening Lois? <laughs> Done. <laughs> like, I don't care what you do to other people. You threaten my Lois. Why do you sound like Tarzan? <laughs> I'm doing Ronnie Dangerfield, man. <laughs> um, all right. Quiver. Uh, okay. It was a story about Green Arrow, but it wasn't just... Neither Superman. But it wasn't a big crossover either for for what it was no it was not a crossover it was not a major crossover <laughs> crisis okay that's what one to seven <laughs> um final crisis no. already covered that one like it's night like it's a green lantern story yeah. Yeah, you're right, but it's also the major DC crossover going on right now. Right now, it's brightest day. Well, yeah, brightest <laughs> day because we're late, but... But, I- I'm just saying, DC neglects... And, and and yes, I'm not saying that, that Bruce Wayne does not get the credit he deserves, because on a month-to-month basis, Batman kicks everybody's ass. The Bat God. Yeah, he's... Pretty much, if you live and breathe in the DCU, Batman's probably kicked your ass before. <laughs> or knows how to. Or knows how to. He's got contingency plans. <laughs> or he'll put on a tux and take out the entire JLA without ever breaking a sweat. <laughs> uh, so, so yes. I'm not saying he doesn't get the credit he deserves, but in the major crossovers, he doesn't. But understand why. It's the same reason they took Superman out of Blackest Night. Batman is the end-all, be-all of plot solutions. You have Batman front and center, it's done. So understand, same reason they turned Superman into a Black Lantern, and even though Black Lantern Superman probably would have destroyed Earth, <laughs> they didn't do anything when they kept him in the background. Like, you just see him flying, doing like this every now and then, every like, book or so. Think about it. Black Lantern, Superman, is already, he's dead. So there's no living tissue. So kryptonite's not going to drop him. I wouldn't feel pain. And he would just regrow if he blew him up. So, yeah, he would pretty much destroy the planet. Just like Black Lantern and Martian Manhunter that they didn't do enough, enough with. But I understand why. They had to keep those really Power powerful. <laughs> yeah, they had to keep those really powerful characters in the background. And let Hal Jordan do his little titsy-pitsy pokey thing with his ring. <coughs> Boxing glove. Boxing glove. Boxing glove with the face. Um, so that's just that's my big reign is and I know I know I know Batman will ultimately 
I, I mean, because let's face it, let's face it. In the past, in the past, Superman was the poster child for DC. He was their top seller. He was their big boy in blue. Then it was Batman. Well, right now it's Batman. Argue with me if you want to. Batman is... I guarantee if you look up any numbers in DC, outside of the major crossover that's Blackest Night, as soon as that is over, as soon as the crossover is over, I guarantee you Batman will be the number one selling book for DC. He's a return of Well, I, even after that, the movies. I don't think so. Well, and what is going to outsell it? Superman, Superman sales have been dropping for years. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't say Superman would. Jeff Johns' whole point throughout all this is to take the Flash and Green Lantern and turn them into respectable members and take destroy the Trinity and make a pentagram. Alright, well, well, and that's fine. He can do that, but guess what? Batman is an icon. And Superman isn't? Superman is. I'm talking about Barry Allen and Hal Jordan. They're not icons. You show somebody that doesn't read comic books, never seen a comic book in their life. You show them a picture of Batman, they know who it is. You show somebody Hal Jordan, they might be able to tell you he's green something. That's a green hornet. What? I doubt they would know green hornet if they didn't read comic books. Um, well, see, green hornet was a guest star in several of the old Adam West Batman that, series. That's true. But I doubt most people would know that. They and, didn't know comic books. Exactly. <laughs> and, alright, like, The Flash is more iconic than Hal Jordan. Yeah. People know who The Flash is. Most people think Green Lantern's black. Just League Unlimited. <laughs> um, but Hal Jordan's just not that iconic character. You have people that don't really delve deeply into comic books, they'll buy a Batman comic. Batman. So... Argue if you want to. Batman and Superman are the most iconic comic book characters in the world right now. And have been for many, 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 many years. You mean Wolverine's not iconic? <sighs> I'm three foot tall, got bad odor problems, and my breast smells. <laughs> <laughs> and I got fucked up hair. I got, these, I got these claws. I can cut stuff with them. What you looking at, bub? I don't know. I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I just—I always saw him like like knocking on somebody's door dressed in a tuxedo with a hat and a briefcase. <laughs> Selling vacuum. Cleaner? Yes. <laughs> hey, bub, you want to buy a vacuum? <laughs> oh, that's the trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't he cute? <laughs> but yeah, no. I, I, as far as Marvel characters that are completely iconic. I think Spider-Man's really the only one left. Oh, Captain America. But that's not because their books are still good. <laughs> no. It's because they've been around forever. People know them because they used to be good. <laughs> um, But, anyway, moving out of that, unless you have an argument to make against no. Batman being the most iconic superhero in the universe right now. In which case, you'd be wrong. Exactly. <laughs> you'd be totally wrong. I'm not going to make that argument. Okay. Alright, well, I guess we should uh, should move into all the big news that we've been talking about. Maybe we, have, we should do a separate podcast for all the big news. Well, I don't think so. We're only an hour and ten in. Okay. 
It works. It worked. Continuing on. Continuing on. You know more about both events than we do. You certainly do. Alright, first we have coming up is Free Comic Book Day. <laughs> Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. May yeah. 1st. Free Comic Book Day is always the first Saturday in May. And um, if you don't know what Free Comic Book Day is... <laughs> you should be listening to this podcast. Then, um, <laughs> for uh, one thing, it's like a preview day for all of the comic book companies to try to get some hype into some new issues they have coming out or uh, rehype some older issues they have. Um... It's also a way to try to get more people involved in comic books, like maybe younger kids or the older kids who lost interest. We want to regain their interest in it. Um, this year, I don't know if it's the first annual, but I'm pretty sure it is, and I'm so sorry if it's not. But uh, Free Comic Book Day is launching off um, Read a Comic Book in Public Week, which um, is mainly to battle illiteracy, but also to raise comic book awareness yeah <laughs> i didn't want to say awareness but <laughs> awareness comic books awareness. <laughs> be aware of comic books they are there and they um, will hurt you which which i i read comic books in public almost on a daily basis Me at too. work so i read them at work too and anyway um so uh i'm gonna be going to free comic book day at here's and dreams which is the most awesome comic book store ever that's the one you've heard us talk about and actually we're supposed to be interviewing me and danny are supposed to be interviewing people there so if, if you know where Heroes and Dreams is, or you know a way to find out, be there, and you can be on the show. It'll be fun. Um, they're going to have, uh, people are going to be dressing up. Um, like I know there's going to be a Poison Ivy there, and I'm pretty sure... Um, is there going to be a Robin? No, there's not going to be a Robin. Um, maybe, oh, there's going to be a Batgirl. Uh, anyway, people dressing totally up. A Robin. People dressing up, uh, the... Um, I don't know what they're called. I'm sorry. Artists? The 501st... What are they? The Star Wars thing? Oh my god, please know their name. Oh gosh. Oh god. Um, <laughs> anyway. The 501st Legion. But what's their name? They like have a name. Anyway, the 501st Legion. They are really awesome Star Wars fans. They're going to be there. And they're going to be in their like legit costumes. And uh, you have your picture taken with them. <laughs> It's awesome. They're there every year. Uh, I have pictures from them last year. Um, so, yeah, Free Comic Book Day is going to be fun. There's going to be artists there. Um, there is going to be three artists, um, and I can't remember their names. I'm not even going to try to butcher <laughs> it. But uh, The Barona's War, do you guys know about that? Anyway, there's this book, and I don't... You need to talk to Jay about this. All right, go ahead. Um, Jay's not on the podcast. There's a, there's a website, you guys, uh, like heroesanddreams.com or something, and they have all of the information about Free Comic Book Day and everything that's going to be there. But um, there's a, we have some local artists from Mississippi who wrote, um, you know, and, and illustrated and published this book that was, like, super, super successful and sold a ton. Like, every copy that they made and then some. Um, and I think they're going to be launching their second book. Nice. At Heroes and Dreams Saturday, and it's kind of a big deal. Very, very nice. And you guys can add something on Free Combo Day. Free Combo Day is awesome. Truly. Support it. Awesome. I remember the first annual Free Combo Day. That's been like eight or nine years ago. I actually have to. I actually have to admit to a a guilty sin. You've never been. I'm always working. 
Yeah. I, I'm I'm always working. I've never been able to get off a free comic book day. I know, and that's Danny and I are going to be there at nine thirty. To do all the stuff because I do have to be at work at two. Oh, you are going to work. That sucks. I, I, I work that night too. I'm gonna not get off till two. So I'm I'm gonna have to go in there, interview everybody, pack up my my stuff, and go. I won't be there. It'll be okay. Sad. It's from if you are interested in going, it's from uh, ten to four Saturday. It'll be awesome. Uh, like I said, the website here is in dreams.com. Um, there's stuff on their Facebook page. They are Heroes and Dreams, comics and collectibles. Uh, become a fan of them because they're awesome. Become a fan of them. Dale is, is, is awesome. Dale and Jay and everyone at the shop are fantastic. And yes. I love them a lot. Mm-hmm. And if there is not anything else to add to Free Comic Book Day... Nope. Coming up at the end of June, we will have um, our Mississippi Comic Con. Southern Fry. Third annual. Third yeah, annual. third annual. I don't like Southern Fry. That's why I don't say it. I, I, don't, I don't like it either. I don't either. Um, like it's, called, it's called Southern Fry Comic Con, which is... Which makes it sound like there's going to be like the, the... It just makes it sound so Steel Magnolias, but if we name it something like that, that raises like tourist attraction, then we can maybe get state funding. Yeah. So there is a reason behind it. We're not that group of people. So um, that is at the end of June. I believe it is the 26th and the 27th. Mm-hmm. Um, it's three days, two days, Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, 27th and 28th. Yeah. It's, uh, I, went, I went last year. I didn't go to the first year, but I went last year, and it was a ton of fun. <clears throat> Because it's, you know, based like regular comic cons. I mean, you're not going to find Jeff Johns John. or Jim Lee there or, you know, Stan Lee or anyone. But Who would want to find Stan Lee? <laughs> Isn't he the pile of dust over in the corner? <laughs> um, but we do have artists there. We have the artist alley, which, you know, you just go up to them and you can be like, hey, I want you to draw me a picture of Batman. And they'll draw it and it'll be fantastic. And you pay for it and you take it home to keep forever. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, there are those. There's vendors there. I know. Um, Heroes and Dreams will be there selling uh, comics and collectibles. Um, fire alarm comics. Does that sound right? Am I dumb? I might be dumb. Them, and then I think Crossfire Comics, which is a new shop in Meridian. They'll be there. Um, I know, like... Uh, I didn't just do that. The... The... Um, 501st Legion will also be there. Um, they'll have like they'll have their own booth and everything. We'll have uh, like the Missa Hippie, and yes, I said that correctly. It's uh, the the Mississippi like hippie group where they're hippies and they belly dance and do awesome stuff. They do hippie stuff. They do hippie so stuff. They're gonna be smoking pot. Not at Comic Con, <laughs> but I'm sure. Wait, I mean, wait, I wait, know. wait, wait! You want to bet? I don't. If they're real hippies, they will be smoking pot. I don't. No matter where they're at. I don't pretend to know what hippies do on their own time, but uh, they'll be there. They're they're really fun. Um, you know, you talk to them. Some they have. Uh, they do. They do paintings too. Um, and and pieces of art for like superheroes. And they had like a wicked poison ivy last year. That was awesome. Um, Inky the clown will be there. He's mm. he's fun. Um. Danny looks confused about Inky. Inky, he's cool. Okay. He's he's cool. <laughs> is he going to touch me in bad places? No. He's not like John Wayne Gacy. No. Inky Lacan's awesome. Well, I'm, it was a joke. No. <laughs> so um, sounds cool. 
Geek of the Clown's awesome. Um, yeah, there'll just be a ton of people there. You can come dressed up if you want to. I will be dressing up for Comic-Con. You will? You decide you officially are? I officially am. I am going to be Robin. <laughs> um, you know, come bring your costume. Uh, I have no idea what the prices are, but if you happen to swing by Free Comic Book Day, advance tickets go on sale then. Um, I know you can For buy those them. of you who must buy tickets. <laughs> um, yeah, for those of you who won't be interviewing people <laughs> for a podcast. Which is actually part of the big news is Danny and I have actually been asked to cover the event, so we're actually taking a crew <laughs> to help cover the event, so... Brian uh, Glenn, if you can make it to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> we could use your help. We're going to need people. But... Uh, that's the the awesome thing about it is Danny and I are actually going to be covering the event, which means the days following the 27th and the 28th, you will probably be getting like five podcasts <laughs> out there from that comic convention. Yeah. So be ready to be flooded with information. If you can't, if you can't make it, definitely. Um, there will be special guests there. Um, last year, Larry Kinney was there. He's the voice of Lionel from the Thundercats. I heard he was going to be there. He, he will be there again this year. I'm going to um, do it for the podcast. Good. And it's going to be in the intro. Good. No, really? Yes, There are going to be um, some other semi-exclusive <laughs> guests. I'm not completely sure. I'm not in on the loop for this, but... Well, um, they they actually haven't told us yet, which we we've been telling them they need to get us a list so we can know. prepare our questions and stuff for the interviews. So. Oh yeah, no, they'll they'll get you. They I think they have to get them confirmed. Mm-hmm. I think I think two people have confirmed, and again, I could be dumb right now, but um, they were very excited about it, and so I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that we would all be excited. about Yeah, it. and they they were telling us that there was some mystery mystery guest that's a, apparently somebody that is new. And big. Yeah, that's what I heard, and they won't tell me anything. Yeah, they haven't told us yet either. But I didn't really try that much, because... But they, they said that we would definitely know them as soon as we yeah. heard their name. Definitely, yeah, that's what I heard, so... So, um... Show up, be there. Or be square. Pay money. Or listen to our podcast. <laughs> but then you can't meet them. That's right, but... No. I mean, we, we have... But, come, but I, come and listen to the podcast. And that is awesome. <laughs> but we have fans in Australia. Oh, no, I know. And that sucks. <laughs> you can't necessarily make I'm it. I'm sorry. So. Um, we wish you could. <laughs> yeah. And, and we're, going to get, we're going to get Brad Glenn in Mississippi for the next Comic-Con. <laughs> he, he doesn't know it yet, but we're, we're going like, to kidnap him. And uh, we're going to bring him to next year's comic. No, no, because he's going to stick the kangaroo on y'all. Uh, no, dude. <laughs> he's going to get the boomerang after you. <laughs> he's going to hate us. <laughs> Good night, Mike. Well. If you are able to, though, try to come. It's going to be awesome. And you get to meet Danny and I, who are semi-internet celebrities at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big deal. I mean, Danny, you know, he'll, he'll be the guy in the, you know, sidekick. He'll kind of be... Sitting beside me, washing my hands and stuff, getting my nails clean for that's my meetings. That's not a sidekick. That's a slave. Well, same thing. Slave sidekick. Yeah. yeah. What's the difference? <laughs> but you can meet me and you can shake my hand, and I, if you're really pretty, I may kiss you. Not not really because my girlfriend's going to be there and she might punch me. And you. Yeah, and you. So <laughs> we're not going to go that far. But so meet Cody, but don't touch him. <laughs> no, you, you can touch me, just not inappropriately. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> you just wink over the microphone. I did. I had to say it so they would know I did it. <laughs> because I'm not like you ought to do air quotations and not specify that I'm doing them. Was that in the last? See, we recorded yeah. these back to back, so I don't remember if that was on this one or the last one. The last one. Okay. Well, 
Danny, anything else you want to add? All the Comic Con news, free comic book day. Anything mm. else coming? Um, we'll try to keep you updated on that, I guess, or they will, because there's course. no guarantee that I'll be back. Um, <laughs> she will be back. Once again, check the Heroes and Dreams website and their Facebook page. Cause, uh, and then if you are a Facebook person, then Southern Fried Comic Con has a Facebook page. It does, and you can find it, and it would be good. It would and be you'll good. get all the updates straight to your Facebook. True story. No, they confirm. update their Facebook at strange times of the day. <laughs> not, not the Comic Con. Oh, here's in dreams. Here's in dreams, does. Yes. Three thirty in the morning. Just don't subscribe to them, I guess. If you become a fan, <laughs> if you don't want a text message at three o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. Enjoy. See, I get my my I get my DCU text messages at really weird hours. Mine usually comes at like six o'clock in the afternoon on the dot. See, I get mine at like eight a.m. I just check Facebook for DCU stuff. And Twitter. Yeah, or Twitter, as I'm a fan of both. You know, our... Here's the Dreams also has a Twitter. Just really? saying. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> yes, we, we, um... We have a Twitter. We do have a Twitter that hasn't been updated in, like, three months. Here's in Dreams, um... Update, there's more. <laughs> yeah, well, we would, but it just seems like none of our listeners actually use Twitter, so... I use Twitter. Do you? Yeah. Well, you can go in there and we'll update every three months. Now. You, you I've listened to 12 minutes and 18 seconds. Exactly. And I listened to the whole last podcast. You guys heard me laughing in the background. That was me. That's right. That <laughs> was her. Well, Danny? You, you've been awfully quiet on this episode. <laughs> well, after you went on your, your rant about how Superman sucked compared to Batman. I did not say Superman Aww. sucked compared to Batman, although yeah, he does. Anybody, But don't feel bad because everybody sucks in comparison to Batman. That's true. No matter who it is. No matter That's who it true. is, Batman mm-hmm. is the answer. No matter who's fighting who, Batman wins. Yeah. You can have Rocky Balboa versus the Stone Cold Steve Austin and Batman is the answer. <laughs> he wins. Even if he's nowhere in the fight. Yeah. Who who really won World War Two? Batman. Batman. Yeah, he did. Actually, That's probably true. did with the way this time thing's going. You know? Superman said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. I, I'm really enjoying everything that's going on. Not everything. Look, well, it's over. Maybe <laughs> bri- maybe brightest day will fix oh, it. And just, just so you guys know, since uh, these two episodes are coming out a little behind schedule, the next time we record, we will also be hitting two more episodes in that week so that we will be caught up, which hopefully will be... You're asking me? Yeah, well, yeah I'm here all the time. <laughs> Uh, I mean, actually, the next episode should be ready next week. Should be ready next week? It should be time for it because everything will be released. Yeah. So it'll be next week or the week after. Yeah. So, yeah, in uh, two weeks' time, you'll be getting two more podcasts to get us completely called up. And then we will be on schedule, in which we will try to stay. Plus the free comic book day podcast. Yes, plus the free comic book podcast and interviews. So that'll be, well, that'll be next week. So, because yeah, it's this Saturday. Yeah, you're going to be getting a lot of podcasts here, <laughs> and then just wait till June. There's <laughs> going to be so much stuff from the Comic Con. You're going to get like eight podcasts simultaneously, and you'll never be able to listen to all of it. Black Lantern, <laughs> Billy Mays. Oh man, that was horrible. Oh, I didn't tell you where the Comic Con is. It's um, at the Cabot Lodge, Cabot Lodge in Jackson, um, near Millsaps. 
And if, if anybody doesn't know where that stuff is... And if you're if you're from out of town... I'm sorry, Danny, I was just interrupted you. If you're from out of town and you want a room, they have a special rate for Comic-Con if you mention it. $89 for a room. And the cabinet lodge is pretty nice. Or you can come sleep in my front yard, where I may or may not axe murder you and use your body parts to build something. So yeah, $89 for a room <laughs> in the cabinet lodge. <laughs> I'll probably just be in my car. <laughs> no, you won't. Not in your front yard. <laughs> You'll be in the guest room. Why don't you harvesting my organs and building temples? Are you an organ donor, Danny? Yes. Are you? Yeah. Do you have your card on you? It's on my, it's on my military ID. It's not on my driver's license. On your what? It's on my military ID. Are you in the military? No, I'm a dependent. It's expired, but that's where I'm registered at. I need to get oh. it. Okay. So? So when you die, can you specifically donate them to my research fund? <gasps> sure. Sweet. I'm not using them. All right. You need my lungs. Now, see, They'll be diamonds by the time you get them. <laughs> see, I'm, uh, I'm not an organ donor. Don't plan to be. You know why? Hmm. Because if I'm in a near-death situation... And they're about to operate on me, and they see that card. Oh yeah, they're not gonna. And, try and they've been specifically card. looking for some part for this kid over in in Ethiopia, and they're like, "We couldn't save him." You're like, "Wait, I'm not dead yet. I'm still here. <laughs> I, I'm getting better." <laughs> and they hit me in the head, and I die. And then they give my kidney to some kid in Ethiopia, and I could have made it, but because I'm an organ donor, they wanted my parts. My junk, if you will. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> you should donate blood. <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Why? Because there's no logical purpose in donating blood. The um, people need the blood? personal beliefs of the host of Christ's Own Infinite Comedy are those of this podcast because I create, produce, and edit it. I direct, produce, and publish, and own copyright <laughs> to this podcast. So these views are. Mine and of this podcast. Well, but I, I donate blood, and I'm an organ donor. I then you're horrible. Huh. Do you, there's no point donating blood. Why? I ask you a bunch of ridiculously embarrassing questions that they have no purpose in asking you. Oh, because you could contract diseases. They test the blood anyways. What's the point in asking and then testing? Why not just test it? You can lie when they ask you questions. That serves no practical purpose other than to embarrass you. Maybe they put, like, if you say yes, I have had sex with multiple partners for drugs, they, like, put you in a test immediately pile. <laughs> they should put it all in the test immediately pile. <laughs> How do we go from comic books to SNDs? <laughs> if, you donate, if you donate regularly, though, they only ask you those questions once a year. Yeah, I don't have any problem. I don't care. They know me by name. Well, guess what, Danny? My blood is mine. <laughs> what, what's your blood type? I don't know. And I don't care. You know why? Because it's mine. Nobody needs my but shit. But what if you need someone's blood? Yeah. Then you hey, if they gave it up, then I'll take it. So, so what happens if you're in a car accident and, like, and you... I have to gnaw my own leg off to get out of the vehicle? <laughs> I'm so happy because I'm a good bear. I'm so happy because okay. I'm a Cody shit. Ah! <laughs> That was the most. Was that, was that, oh, wow. that was worse than a six. That was so worse than six. I taste delicious. <laughs> no, you can't say that. You will never be right again. <laughs> so anyway, that's their choice. If they want to give me their blood, that's fine. But they're not getting mine. So makes, if, if that a, makes me sound like a pompous ass, I'm a pompous. So if ass. I'm in a horrible car accident, we have the same blood type. That's different. That's you. I know you. 
I would give you blood. I would give you two blood, but that's different. I would give. If Joe Schmo down the street that I've never even talked to before needed blood, that's his problem. You give what you if two a child blood? needed blood? Huh? What if a child needed blood? Do I know the child? Blood. No. I don't care. Bono doesn't need blood. That's horrible. Who? Bono. <laughs> what? You said you would give you two blood. Bono no. doesn't need blood. <laughs> so you know people are finding out the depths of my asshole. It's just I'm like... I'm finding out the depths. It's quite alarming. Uh, I jest. I'm not that much of an asshole. But I do not give blood. And I do not plan on it. And you're not an organ donor. And I'm not an organ donor. <laughs> <laughs> For I'm religious not, reasons. I'm not an organ donor, but if I died in a hospital and someone needed my kidney, I'm pretty sure my mom would tell them they could have it. <laughs> I mean, it would be okay. I wouldn't be upset at her since yeah, I'm, I'm dead. I'm taking and, it with me. Since I'm dead and don't need the kidney I'm anymore. I'm taking it with me. <laughs> get mommy I actually, what I want, what I want when, when I die is I want to be stuffed like and mounted like a bear. So I can just put me next to the TV. Use me like a coat rack or something. That would be cool. Oh my god, that would be cool. I know. That would not be cool. A coat rack. That's creepy as hell. Well, see, they, they could they could make sure that certain parts are perfectly stuffed, so I could be used for other purposes if need be. You just took that conversation to a completely lower level. This is not family friendly. <laughs> not at all. Twilight. One, one's eighteen-year-old girl's decision. There's no way they can hear you way over there. I know y'all can. And necrophilia. All right. Well, it seems this is going way off the deep end. Sorry. <laughs> way off the deep end. <sighs> that that actually went into necrophilia. Yes, it did. Yes. Yeah. So. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens when we have special guests. Oh God. For coming back. Yes, you are. No. If we get emails wanting you to come back, I'm going to hog tie you and put you in front of the Frank microphone. That's awesome. That's all I gotta say. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think it is. <sighs> all right. Well, I guess uh, that's where we're going to close out episode six. Sounds like a good place. <laughs> like, well, I don't really think we can do anymore. We will end on necro. No, no, we, that's we, not. We will end on necrophilia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am your host, Cody Shed. And I'm Danny Rushing. And I'm Brandy. And this is us saying Excelsior! What the f- <laughs>